we have to kind of be in the very back seat of everything within this industry because everybody congregates to shows and everybody's next to each other and having a good mm-hmm. time and crowd surfing and this and that. But the problem is you're not going to, that's like one of the things you literally can't do because you'll just make a whole room of people completely infested with that within a matter of seconds. So yeah. not a good idea. It sucks. Cause it's like, I saw this article today cause on one of the venues that are local to me, Baltimore soundstage, which in fact is my favorite venue to shoot at. Love that place. Really? Um, Why is that? Is it just because like the lights that you're, being provided to work with or what is that so it's the stage is a bit shorter so it's like if i'm standing in front of the stage like i'm pretty much like not eye level with the people there may be like a foot above me a little bit more but like i love being able to like shoot when they're like directly in front of me and not having to like reach all the way up with my camera because that can be a pain but um the lights are also really nice there and the crew is really nice and I like my favorite crowd shots I've taken are usually from there because it's the atmosphere there is just I don't it's incredible I love it there but and you're from the Baltimore area like you're from Maryland too as well yeah I'm from Maryland not from Baltimore but I'm like an hour outside of Baltimore Mm -hmm. but I'm closer to being like more up north so the closest venue to me is the Fillmore Silver Spring which that's 35 minutes away but I mean, that's also where I work outside of like doing photography is I work at the Fillmore. But unfortunately, not right now because this whole situation we got going on. Yeah, it's really upsetting. Um, it's putting a lot of people out of work. I fear for it. And I was just talking to Poeta today um, and we kind of had like this big you know, conversation of what we want to do in the near future. And um, it's a shame because we were literally scared. Like, what if we took off in a little bit more of a successful route? than we already had initially like what if this was full-time like what if the band was full-time we'd be kind of shit out of luck i mean i think the medium bands and the i mean all all the bands are being affected by this but the most that are affected are the ones that make it a full-time gig and then also have some side jobs you know to bring in some income but i don't know i just i just fear for like the third party workers the you know the stage crew the lighters the photographers the videographers content creators like you so i mean and, you know, we talked before we started streaming live and thank God that you're, you know, being able to keep being productive without putting photography into a source of income, which is very, very cool. So, yeah, I worry There's about not, everybody. I mean, I'm definitely worried for the bands. One, two, it's like like you said, the crew, like um, a friend of mine, he was a uh, audio engineer. And so he's like out of luck right now because there's no conferences going on there's no like business meetings obviously there's no concerts it's like what can you do but the only thing he could really do is when there were live streams going on at like churches or some business meetings would do live streams they would he would do the audio for that so i mean at least he had some income coming from that but it's just with the unemployment right now it's not enough for people to live off of which he's lucky enough to not be like living on his own he lives with his parents but it's just unfortunate for everybody that's like living on their own because it's like i don't know how they're affording to pay rent monthly and i know that's going to be um running out shortly i believe it's like the end of the month they're stopping paying unemployment or something yeah. like that but it's very unfortunate i wish that there was um a way we could try to uh 
find a solution of bringing the live show um, back to reality from what it used to. I mean, the one thing that kind of is like kind of like lingering in the back of my head is definitely doing these live shows um, or live sets or maybe getting four or five bands to do a live set. Um, one of the bands that recently did it was Dance Gavin Dance and Under Oath is doing it as well with three of their albums. And it's a great way of getting more intimate with what we're doing in these times and giving exclusive bundles to um, basically give their fans a chance to have discounted items and this and that and blah, 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 vinyl shirts. But how many times can you do that? like yeah. within a month like once twice you know and then what's next so like the bigger bands are still going to be affected by us the the middle tier bands are still going to be affected by us and even like the local bands like i get it like they still have a tight community but the the thing is like they already have full-time jobs or unfortunately they lose jobs because of the pandemic but just in general like me for example like i never lost my job so i'm thankful that i'm able to continue to do that full time and still work on music or still work on the podcast. So I don't know. I just, I just hope, you know, things turn around within the next couple of years or we can kind of find a solution for the music industry in general to, to, you know, keep, keep the experience and keep the music fresh. Maybe they should just start vlogging everything they do, like writing new music and vlogging the sessions and vlogging the studio. And yeah, I've seen a, uh, I've seen a few bands do that. I know bring me the horizon did it for their latest single parasite Eve. Um, they had behind the scenes videos filmed of like them recording the songs and like editing the video itself, which I mean, I know that's a lot of stuff. That's something that like people are interested in seeing is behind the scenes stuff, which I mean, coming from my point, that's like one of, as a photographer, not only are you like capturing the live music, but if you're like personally working with the band, like on the tour, a big part of it is also the behind the scenes stuff. Because, sure, they might be playing a show, like, every night, but you can only get so much enjoyment from seeing concert photos. But it's, like, you don't see behind-the-scenes stuff all the time. And it's, like, if, let's say you're on tour or something, it's you're constantly working the whole time. Like, the bands might not be, but, like, the photographer on the tour definitely is. Because, like, they're, they're constantly, either they're editing photos, editing videos, or they're con- they have their camera out with them just taking random photos as they're like driving or if they're grabbing some food or sightseeing it's like it's it's a non-stop grind mm-hmm. but it's just it's it sucks not being able to do that right now like right the only thing i can think of right now is like hitting up any local bands around my area that might be doing anything but nobody really is doing anything because you can't because of mm-hmm. the whole quarantine situation but there is I don't know how many audio or production companies are doing this in general, but this production company that I work with, Showtime Sound, they are actually doing, in their warehouse, they have like a little stage built uh, built up with a full LED wall, They've got all the lighting rates set up and um, cameras and whatnot, and every Sunday they've been having a whole bunch of bands play, and it's like a giant live stream for everybody, It's it's something different, I mean... Sure, a lot of bands are doing live streams, but this is cool because this is a full production sort of ordeal. It's like you're at a show. But honestly, that's the closest we can get right now, unfortunately, for mm-hmm. not until at least halfway through 2021, if we're lucky. Right. Yeah, the creativity um, right now is pretty 
pretty good uh, with putting out live streams, like you said. It's just I, I, I hope that we can find it, what, like a band or an act can find a solution to where everybody can benefit from it. Like I think it's just event- I, hopefully it eventually happens. I mean, we don't have anything written out, but like the closest thing that we can get to is the live streaming of like whole sets in itself, like in a row for, in full studios, which is cool because everybody's collaborating on it. And um, yeah, there was a uh, there was an article that came out recently. He works for uh, Warner Brother Entertainment. And he, I forget his name. Um, I, I just like brief through the article and he's a part owner or investor in a Lollapalooza. But long story short, he said that he doesn't think festivals will even be a thing until 2022. And that's just, I think his educated guess. So it's kind of, it's kind of starting to really frustrate me. And I'm sure it's going to fucking piss off a lot of people who have this as a full-time career. Yeah, how do you feel about, like, the drive-in theater, or not drive-in theaters, but, like, drive-in shows that people have been doing? It's pretty interesting. I, the, com- stand-up com- comedians definitely benefit that the most, um, yeah. for sure, or any kind of stand like, I guess that's, like, the one thing I kind of see that working, but I, there's, a, there's a guy named Jimmy Mura, I think I'm pronouncing his last name wrong, but he runs this uh, show in, um, he runs a, he runs a venue in Tom's River, New Jersey called The Clubhouse. And he's implementing drive-through shows or, or drive-in shows for you know live bands, and that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, whatever you can to benefit the music or the band, or just get yourself out of the house and do something and support your local scene or even the bigger scene. Like, if they're like, for example, if Bring Me the Horizon was coming around town and I had to pay a hundred bucks a person in the car to see them live, I'd fucking do it in a heartbeat. Like, that's you know a. It's the closest experience I can get, but it's also supporting and they're putting on a great show at the same time. So, yeah, I think it's worth it. Anything's worth it. Did you ever shoot Bring Me the Horizon? Did you ever get They're to shoot one them? of the bands I've never shot and I really wish I could shoot. You literally sh- have shot everybody. Like, <laughs> I've seen much. every single... Like, name a band on Warped Tour. You've shot them. Name a band on Self-Help Fest. You've you shot them. Name, you know. So. Yeah. I mean, so... A few bands that I want to shoot that I have not shot yet. Bring Me to the Horizon, Paramore, Panic Ooh. at the Disco. Um, I have shot Blink before. I would say Blink is probably the biggest artist I've shot. But yeah, those those three artists are really who I really just want to shoot, which I haven't had the opportunity yet. Oh, Green Day. Green Day too. They'd be really cool to you shoot. You shot Green Day? I would figure mm-hmm. you'd shoot Green Day. I mean, they are. They were. They've been pretty big for quite some time. Yeah, for sure. Were you going to yeah, try I to shoot MCR to... in fall if that was going to be an actual show? Were you trying to get into that venue? I was not because one, I don't think I don't. If I remember correctly, there wasn't a date nearby. Mm-hmm. First of all, and two, um, I know that MCR is being very strict about press like some bands are very strict about it mm-hmm. which is why a lot of the bands i've tried to shoot that i want to shoot i have not been able to because it's like they're they either don't really want photographers or they are very strict about who they're going to let shoot like some artists like paramore for a period of time until like they're uh after laughter happy i i don't know what the name of the recent album is i'm pretty sure it's after laughter i think you're um, right yeah they they let like everybody shoot but any tour before that they were like we only want people who are like print photographers like shooting for um magazines or newspapers Hmm. so that's interesting green day is the same thing pretty much but uh 
they did a club tour a few years ago, which was insane, because it was this tiny venue, and it was Green Day playing, and it was like, oh my god, they had very strict press for that, too. It, mm-hmm. it really depends on who the artist is. Most of, like, the... I wouldn't say smaller, but, like, not all the way up there. Like, Green Day's, like, top tier. Yeah, they're definitely Anything that's, like, below that. Not saying this in, like, a mean way, but anything that's, like, slightly less popular than that. They're fairly easy to get approved to shoot for, as long as you have a publication. Mm-hmm. Or you're, like, a house photographer for the venue. Mm-hmm. Or you personally know the band, but I don't think there's many people that personally know green day that can just go up to me like hey can i shoot your show yeah i mean i think there's a reason why to it and the only reason is because there there could be photographers that um do like i'm not i'm not it's not a negative thing but i think these artists want something more specific uh in their taste than somebody else's creativity because i know bigger bands don't have the time to actually kind of collaborate or take into consideration of like following social media and all that such because sometimes it can be a hassle but on the other hand i mean there you know there are a lot of bigger artists that do do that um but i maybe maybe the reason why is because they're just so specific with trying to fit their their vibe their style i don't know because some photographers like i mean it's 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 not a stab at anybody but like when you when you see uh local bands play i mean or you see like photographers or videographers like yourself that go in front of the barricades to shoot and stuff i mean it's great that some of them get the opportunity to take advantage and you know work on their craft and some of the shots are not that bad some of the shots are not that good but then you like like i'm sure listen there's been plenty of times where i saw a guy in front of the barricades that was press or whatever and he was shooting with his fucking iphone i was like can you literally leave this don't to the even professionals? get me started oh so come God. on yeah I, <laughs> go ahead pop off yeah. I'll, I'll let you rant that's cool isn't that shit ridiculous it's fucked up it's like listen yeah i mean whenever there have been plenty of shows i've shot where somebody i mean there have been shows where they've shot with their iphone and i'm like i don't understand but there's a chance that they were possibly rather than doing photos they were focusing mainly on like the article and they just needed basic photos for the article but still i mean i like not to sound rude or anything but i just don't understand how like publicists will let people shoot with just iphones because it's a kind of frustrating because people when you're shooting with your iphone most of these people are like going like this with their camera and when you're trying to shoot in such a small pit that little tiny phone is like gonna be in a lot of your shots which that's like i will tell so one piece of advice for anybody who's like trying to get into concert photography if you're in the photo pit that's called hail marrying is when you like hold your camera up in the sky pretty much to take shots don't do it um the only time i'd recommend doing it is if you're the only one in the photo pit or if you're like all the way off to the side at the end of the barricade where you don't have any photographers behind you because it it's a little disrespectful to the other photographers because you're getting in their shots. But, um, yeah, it's like, I, I can't stand when I see people with phones in the photo pit or if they're like on, there's this time where I saw this, um, person they were Snapchatting the whole entire like show. Pretty much. They would take photos with their actual camera, but then they would bring their phone out and they'd start snapping it for their Snapchat. I'm like, dude, that's like, I get that you're excited to shoot the show, but that's not professional at all. Like, mm. you got to maintain 
a professional side of you while you're in the pit or else it's just it looks bad on you to other photographers possibly to the tour manager if they see you doing it um because i mean i'm they can kick you out for doing that if you're not doing your job they will kick you out with no um hesitation but yeah just i highly recommend don't be on your phone if you go in the photo pit <laughs> i've seen that before too like they yeah oh, excuse me they literally get kicked out within the middle not even like the first two songs of the set and they're like no 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 no. like this is ridiculous you know the shots need to be taken you can leave now they're like, what 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 why and like it just it's like come on dude like we we're trying to all have a good time but at the same time like this band also needs quality press that yeah. um you know that will help them benefit the tour as it goes on um you know throughout their states because they'll you know some of those bands will go through the hashtags and like you know just pick out like holy shit that's a great shot like let's retweet that and tag that and blah blah blah. um which is so fucking cool because there's been a lot of notable artists um that i've seen you have been retweeted from like anthony green from circa or franz from attila or jeremy from a day to remember and it's fucking cool that they appreciate your work in in general, you know, and they kind of bring your um, art to perspective because they're like, you know, this was our tour in this date, you know, this venue, photo taken by, you know, Liz, Peter- Liz Peterson Photography or Liz Peterson Photo on Instagram or Liz Deep Down on Twitter. And it's fucking cool, like, because that's basically the supporting the whole scene. But do you ever get uh, a chance to kind of personally talk with those bands or those artists in general when they kind of are really interested in your work? Um, there have been a few times that bands have like hit me up after seeing like one of my photos. Um, Mariana's Trench or Mariana's Trench, I believe it's Mariana's Trench. Yeah, it's Mariana's Trench. I had shot them at the Fillmore a few months ago, actually, and they had. I had posted like four photos from it and they're like, Oh my God, your photos are amazing. Would you mind sending us all of them so we can like repost them? They they ended up not reposting them, but still the fact that they reached out is awesome. (laughs) So fucking cool. Um, That's actually how I got my gig on warp tour was I was with a band called story untold. And um, I'd shot them like a year or two before that, when they opened for simple plan at soundstage and I had posted some of their photos that night and they had saw they saw them. They followed me on Twitter and reached out to me and like and asked me to send them to them. And I was like, yeah, sure. And um, I remember when the lineup got announced for Warped 2018, the final Warp Tour. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, <laughs> peace Warp um, Tour. I miss you so much. We um, too. God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it's they had announced it. And I was like, oh my god. This is like a band that I could actually like have a chance with on this tour. And um, so I, I replied to their tweet. I literally said, hey, if you guys happen to need a photographer on your endeavors, just feel free to message me. Literally like two minutes later, they messaged me and it was like, wow. So it's definitely reaching out to bands after shows or like sending them, posting photos that you took of them and sending them to the band if you can, if that's possible. It can go a long way. Like you can make connections with the bands. Um, obviously you can't always meet the band after their show. So you can't always necessarily like go up to them and be like, Hey, I was in the photo pit tonight taking pictures of you. Mm -hmm. you, I'd love to send them to you, but some bands will meet people afterwards. And I, when I first started out, I used to do that because I was just doing photography. Like I was beginning it. And that's pretty much what I focused on was 
meeting the bands afterwards just to like show them my work mm-hmm. but was that um, always what you started with was music and bands in general and local bands when you started picking up a camera and started working with your dslr was it always music first or was there something else that kind of just interested your your taste of the creativity behind that art it's definitely been music photography is like Fuck yeah. what started it for me i mean i did take photography classes in like middle school and high school but i was like you know in middle school wow i've yeah, never heard of them like in middle school grade. i know high school's a thing yeah oh did they technically count that as high school i think for some areas some areas do that but that count that was middle school for me uh, yeah that was middle school for me too but i know we didn't have photography classes we had them in high school i did a lot of graphic design and all that mm-hmm. stuff which was cool but um yeah and it started out that because that's you know if that piqued your interest i mean obviously it's come a long way so that's pretty fucking tight so yeah it was um honestly like when i was taking photography first starting out like middle school like freshman year i really had no interest in what like we were taking pictures of because it's like i make this tree look artsy or make your dog look artsy and like uh whatever Mm -hmm. but um I believe it's sophomore year or junior year well that was when i really like started going to shows like a lot i had i grew up going to shows a lot but that's when i started like paying attention to what was happening at the shows more so like what was happening in the photo pit and i was like oh my god like they have a cool job i was really jealous of them because like one they're like pretty much they are front row so they're like seeing everything happen right in front of them but they're also like taking pictures of them and i was like I did enjoy taking photos, but it's like I didn't enjoy taking photos of what I was taking photos of for photography class. And um, I just remember I, to get started, I just went to a whole bunch of local shows in my area and I took my camera with me. was not the best camera. The photos were really bad. They popped up on my time hop the other day and I was like, oh, my dear God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I can't even like post these because these are so bad. But I mean. It would make for like a nice little like glow up thing that people like to post nowadays. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I just started out going to local shows, taking pictures for fun. And when it's like local bands, they appreciate any photos they can get. Like oh, at yeah. all. Absolutely. So, yeah. Because we're all broken that scene in the underground scene. <laughs> we're all trying to have a big community and everything. Um, no, but that's cool though. So like the, the, the thing is like, did you already implement Lightroom and Photoshop when you started getting into these photography classes in itself? Or did you kind of like get into that later on down the road? Because I use that all the time. I mean, it took me a while to kind of dissect and really take advantage of what the platform is. It's just some people kind of, you know, don't really go near it as much. You know, what's funny is before... So my first show that I had a photo pass for was Water Parks, Never Shout Never, and Metro Station. That's a fucking awesome lineup for a first show. Um, yeah. Before that, I was doing those like all those local shows. And for editing those photos, I used like this really crappy online website. I don't remember what it's called. But <laughs> it was really bad. But like once I shot like the bigger shows, that's when I started getting into like Photoshop. And then I moved on to Lightroom. Photoshop, it, it's good for, like, retouching it and, like, sharpening it or, like, getting rid of stuff in the picture. But I feel like it's very, very limited when it comes to, like, changing the look as in, like, colors and, like, contrast. I mean, it can do contrast, but I feel mm-hmm. like Lightroom is so much more better for editing photos. 
especially with what I do. I I can't really do it with photo, Photoshop because like what I like to do with my photos is I love contrast and I love to make things pop. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely like, the style. All of my photos are like vibrant and mm-hmm. colorful. The lights are and, really shining. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say not all the photos look exactly how it looks like in the actual photo, but I know s- different photographers have different styles of editing. Some people are like, I want to keep it as close to the actual show as possible. Some people want to fit in with trends that are going on with like popular like Instagram filters and whatnot, which is like dropping the highlights down and making the pictures look kind of dark. But I, I can't get with that personally. I mean, you everyone has their own editing style and I support it, but just me personally, I don't like making my photos look dark. I love having them pop. Cause it's like, if you're scrolling through like your Instagram feed or Facebook and you're just like, Whoa, <laughs> color. Yeah. But, like that sticks out. Like you're not missing that when you scroll, like <clears throat> you can like be speeding past like five or six posts, like with one thumb swipe and you're like, Whoa, what was that? And you go back up and then you see that photo and it's like, well, wow, that's, that's fucking, you know, that's in your face. Like, I like that a lot. And yeah. that's like the style you've always been going for. But I don't think it, but the thing is, I don't think the editing kind of has to uh, be as realistic as it can, because once you create your style, people fall in love with that style or like you kind of like go into different kinds of styles. Like I don't have a style, like I'm not like a professional photographer at all. I'm like completely amateur with anything that comes to that or, or using Adobe programs in general. However, um, like I don't, if people are like looking at pictures like oh that's fake that's edited like yeah that's the point of it you know what i mean like that's the creativity behind it because that sometimes like for example that that picture with anthony green with the moon in the background i think that's what that was right like if you didn't touch that up in your style like it probably would have been i don't know something that you wouldn't have been pleased with and then when you kind of put your own creativity into it you were like all right, this is what I like. And dude, he loved it. Like he retweeted it. I'm yeah. pretty sure he quoted it too. Like he was really hyped about it. Mm-hmm. A fun fact, I might have it in my cabinet right here, but uh, they made a guitar tab book and like six of my photos are in that book. Get the fuck out of here. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that, I was I was so stoked when they hit me up. I was like, oh my God. I was like, better <laughs> send me one for free because I want a copy of that. And they're like, right. yeah, of course. Yeah. But I was really cool. But I mean, like I, I don't try to like edit it to where it looks like obvious, like super obvious. Like I try to keep it somewhat realistic, but I try not to make it look exactly the same as it was before. Because a lot of these shows I've shot have had really bad lighting, mm-hmm. and it's like I can't post these photos if I try to make them look how they actually looked at the show. I can't post these photos because they're so bad. One of my least favorite colors to shoot is red. And it depends on like the genre of music you're shooting. But if you're shooting like metal shows, they're 100% going to use red at some point during their set. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) I came into this knowing it was going to happen. But there's always a part of me that's like fingers crossed. No (laughs) red. Oh, my God. Is that when you put the last cap on? You're like, all right, I'm done for the night. Like that's (laughs) There have been shows where... So usually you get like three songs in the photo pit. Mm-hmm. There have been shows where the light has been so bad that like maybe like one and a half songs in or two. I'm like, no, like I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm fine with what I have right now, even though what I have right now is not my favorite. It's it's 
it sucks because like you're super excited to shoot some of these shows and then you come in and it's like the lighting is really bad and you're just like dang or like if the band is not exciting to shoot that that sucks too because i love shooting bands that have great stage presence stick to your guns has always been super fun to shoot i've shot them twice in the past um a day to remember is fun to shoot because jeremy will always get up in your camera yeah if if you're lucky and i remember like when i was starting photography and like a day to remember still is my favorite band but i just remember before i shot them ever i was like i really 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 want to get the jeremy shot one day when he's like all up in your camera and he's like making peace signs or doing like some cool face to you or whatnot it took me like three shows of shooting them to finally get it. But I just remember the first time I got it was at self-help festival in Philly. <laughs> I told my friends before I shot them, I was like, please, for the love of God, like this is my goal during their set is to get Jeremy to do it to my camera. And when he did it during the first on, I literally just like lost my mind. I looked back to my friend. I was like, I got it. And he's like, I saw it. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's the shot you want. Cause that's like his, that's his, uh, his, uh, staple is that yeah. pose. So yeah. Yeah. I've gotten it a few times. It's like every, every time it happens, I get so excited. I try to shoot them as much as I can really come through the area, but also because they're my favorite band. I've taken the last two times they've come through. I have not shot them. Cause it's like, I want to enjoy the show and just, be in the pit and just crowd surf and have fun i mean you can still do that if you're shooting the show but it's a different experience when you don't have to worry about carrying your camera bag and carry about the safety of your gear right but, right yeah yeah because i mean i can only imagine how much that bag costs in general like i so i fear for, for, for photographers when they carry on bags i'm like please don't drop that please please don't well, lose what, that bag. like one of my lenses is two thousand dollars and that's just one of my lenses i just i just got the goosebumps like that's insane <laughs> like <laughs> i finally got my dream lens though um, i hope you have insurance on it <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah it's yeah. one thing you always want to make sure you get yeah it's uh i got a 70 to 200 which is it's like one of those big lenses that are like super long and they can zoom super far i've always wanted one of those because it's like you can get shots from the back of the room and they're also like if you're trying to do portraits with that camera it's mm. so awesome because if you're like if you stand far away and your subject is like far away from you and you zoom all the way in the depth of field is incredible in that photo like it i don't know if you know what depth of field is specifically but it's pretty much you can't if you're in focus and my background is like completely blurry it's shallow depth of field okay. and that's like my favorite thing to have and the 70 to 200 is perfect for that if you're trying to go for like a shallow look it's it completely blurs out the background pretty much and it looks it's super sharp and crisp too so when i finally like saved up the money to get that i was like oh my god yes finally <laughs> it only took me working two jobs and having side photography gigs but i did it yeah that's called passion right there that's what a lot of people don't have man like what like if that's something you thoroughly enjoy like you're gonna invest the time and the money and the crafts just to do it and you know just love it for what it is like mm-hmm. and um with networking it seems like that came natural to you i don't know if you ever had a mentor or if you learned that from somebody or um you just kind of right yeah so it's just you honestly reach yourself out there and try to get those gigs that you really want to apply for and you go ahead and grab them and you know i'm sure you also on top of that while you're reaching out to them that you follow up if you don't hear from them in probably like two weeks or so 
you know? Yeah. So that's crazy. Cause like we met personally at launch, like we hired you to do our shoot there. Um, I can't, I think his name was Justin. He did the lights. I can't remember. He was a really cool dude. Um, his but lights were so good. I was just remember that. I was like, Oh my God. I believe I did go up to him after that set. And I was like, dude, your lights so good. Yeah. He really <laughs> knows what he's doing too. And like, he's, he's always in Lancaster, always in Lancaster PA doing stuff like that. And um, those conferences I really take into consideration because there's just so many like-minded people who want to learn the business or they find out that it's not for them, as Jeremy said. Because I had Jeremy on my podcast, I think, like, early episodes, like, before 10. And um, he, you know, he just is trying to build this community where we can all kind of collaborate and meet together. Because I remember going through a lot of the, the launch... Um, the launch website or the launch Facebook profile. And I was going through the hashtags. And if I, if you didn't put a hashtag on one of your pictures, I never would have found you. Like, that's how I found you. And I was like, gosh, I found a photographer for the day. Like, really? I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, she's coming. I was like, look at her fucking photos, dude. They're like, wow, <laughs> she's really fucking good. I was like, I know. And she's going to fucking come and shoot, you know, the whole set. So, well, let's go. And then, yeah. And then we, and then we shortly met after that. And then you, I think you met a band there and you toured with them for a while, an underground band. Did you meet them in Lancaster or where did you guys meet somewhere else? I forget their names. Um, um, so the bands I've toured with other, so story untold was warp Tour. My first tour ever was 3 PM, but they, at the time their name was changed to Skyward story. Okay. Um, and then the only other two tours I've done other than that is with a band called flight club from Richmond, Virginia and his dream of lions i didn't meet any of them from uh, launch i knew them it's funny because i met his dream of lions through the fill-in guitarist for 3 p.m on my first tour because okay. he was like oh hey by the way like your photos are awesome and i'd love it if you like come and shoot my band it wasn't for a tour it's for a promo shoot but after we did that promo shoot they were like yeah we really want to like bring you on tour we're going on tour with assuming we survive and i was like this is a sick tour. I'm excited. It's a really fun tour. Um, and Flight Club I knew because Charlie, their guitarist, now vocalist, he knew 3PM too. He had done merch. Yeah, I believe he did merch. Or he was no, he was helping them out when they were following Warp Tour a few years ago. They were one of the catering bands. He was helping them out with like doing catering and whatnot. Yeah, and Kevin lets them play like one or two shows or something while they're on the tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so fucking cool. It's funny because like all of these bands except for Story Untold, I had somehow met through that 3 p.m. band. Hmm. But it's it goes a long way if you like meet new like bands out there or people because you can you can have your whole entire career start from just one person. Yep. That's like another thing with like the music industry you don't necessarily need a college degree to get anywhere in it it's really more about who you know yep 100 percent, 100 percent. and that's how i met a lot of um you know people through the throughout the industry i mean when poeta recorded our debut album with bruce you know um he's been you know in the industry for plenty of years um and he thought that we had talent to maybe kind of take it to the next level so he reached out to people because he was in a band he was in a band called victory in numbers I'm a really good underground, underground, underrated pop punk band. And he was doing solo stuff. Well, he's doing solo stuff now. Then he had a pop band. But he introduced us to our manager at the time, which he played in a little band with him. And then he introduced us. Uh, and then, th- you know, we signed with them. And then the management signed to CI. 
And then with CI, we kind of got hooked up with Warp Tour, and with Warp Tour, we did a lot of things. So it's like it's literally one person, yeah. And it just completely it becomes a snowball like effect, like just going downhill and getting bigger the more that you put effort in and energy into it. Um, and I don't think that's what people understand. But um, so how like how did you start getting into the tours like in general with these bands? Because I mean, you probably off the bat were just like, yeah, let's go. But was it, you know, but was it like them reaching out to you or you reaching out to them? Like, or did they like were, both ways? Yeah. All of, all of them, except for story untold were them reaching out to me, but the 3 PM band or scabbard story is how I'd gotten started in photography. So I had built like a really strong friendship with them at that point already. And I was, they were the, their shows were like the ones that I shot all the time for fun to like test out my camera skills and whatnot but yeah they i don't remember oh actually i do they had opened for all time low at an acoustic show at soundstage and that's how i met 3 p.m i had i wasn't shooting it i just went to the show for fun okay but 3 p.m had played some shows afterwards and i I just started bringing my cameras because I was like, you know, these shows are cameras that I, or I mean, these shows are shows that I can bring my camera to because there are some venues or some shows where they don't let you bring your camera in unless you have a photo pass. But if it's like a smaller local club show, like at a bar or whatnot, you'll be fine to bring your camera in. Hmm. But so that's how really how I was able to shoot all these shows is because I or go on these tours is all it all started from 3 p.m which I I don't really talk to them now, but if they like somehow see this, I really appreciate everything that <laughs> they did for me because it's like they, they're really the ones that got me started with doing photography and all the tours because all 90% of the tours other than Story Untold, the Warp Tour, was right. it all started because of 3 p.m. But none of the tours were me reaching out except for Warped. So. How many days were you on Warped Tour? Because we were on for 11 roughly i was supposed to be on the entire tour but i left a little bit under a month just yeah, because of cool. personal problems but okay yeah for sure yeah but the thing is like the experience was definitely you know in your favor as well and that must have been like the time of your life and you're on the last run the last cross country run so i'm sure that was also emotional on top of that did you go to the 25th anniversary because i did not i did not <laughs> I did not because either. the tickets were extremely expensive. They were, um, and it was too emotional for me. It really was. Yeah. Like I, I mean, the final year tour, like the final tour, was emotional for me. <laughs> yeah, but and see, like you already knew that. Like us coming off it, well, we were on for eleven days, but when we, you know, you know, we had the greatest time, you know, of our lives. Um, and the fact was, even you know, the next year, two thousand eighteen, we were on a hiatus for a little bit. So we kind of like just didn't take that opportunity to play one show, the local show. Or, um, then we could have played the 25th anniversary. I knew we could have, but we didn't. So I didn't go because I was like too emotional. I was like, fuck. But 2018 was a pretty good year too. That was a pretty solid lineup as well. Um, well, 2018 was the final run. Yes. 2019 was the 25th anniversary shows. So last year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's the one I didn't go to. Because I was yeah. too emotional to go. I was like, nah, I can't. I can't. It it's being on warped was really surreal to me. Because it's like I 
for the past like five years i'd been going to warp tour every year and i was like this is so much fun i would love to be able to actually be on it because i had i'd shot warp tour a few times beforehand but it's not it's so much more different when you're actually on the tour so it's like you're waking up in a van every single day we were the only band on the tour that year that was in a van (laughs) (laughs) it sucked i will say that but yeah it's a little complicated yeah it's how you start out your first few tours are going to be van tours yeah um the his dream of lions tour i don't remember what type of car specifically it was but it was like a small little like suv it was so packed in there and they gladly ripped loud ones in there and stinky ones but <laughs> <laughs> could they at least open a window a couple times like Sometimes. come on dude yeah but, well it was actually funny like i didn't mind because like those guys are really really funny but back to like warp tour <laughs> that was it was really fun but it's just it sucked knowing that this was the final year that it was gonna happen um i tried to make the most of it as i could like all time low played three of the california dates and they were one of my favorite bands growing up. And I was like, I got to shoot them. So I shot them all three dates they played. Um, yeah. I mean, it was also cool because it's like you're on tour with some of your favorite bands that you grew up listening to. And just seeing them just like casually, like eating lunch at catering was like pretty cool. Yeah. I wasn't like fangirling or anything. But I was like, this is cool. Like that's 303 right there. Yeah, it's just like, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just all like weird characters behind closed doors and behind the scenes. And that's a whole generation for us. Like growing up with that warp tour. Like that was a scene that was completely started by Kevin Lyman. And you know, if you talk to anybody within our age range from like, you know, early twenties or, you know, up until your mid thirties, like everybody knew Warp Tour. Maybe like I'm sure like someone like you had to have at least gone once, you know, on one of the years out of the 25 years that they've had it. So, I mean, it's to have it come to an end, it's bittersweet because um, it seemed like Kevin wasn't a fan of the community, like kind of going on each other's throats, which I completely respect. Um, so, I mean, there's nothing else you can really do. But, I mean, hey, he wants somebody else to start something new. So, yeah, we'll we'll wait for that to happen whenever it can. Um, and then you were – did you did – you, how often do you kind of go into your studies with doing new effects with your camera work? Because I remember you starting coming out with the GIF feature where you started implementing like the smoke from the stages and stuff. And I have never seen that before. Like that was really fucking like different. And that really took off for a little bit when you started first posting that stuff. Like how did you come about that whole idea? Like how, what, what like kind of makes you like think deeper into your craft to kind of like, create like a different kind of atmosphere atmosphere for uh what you're putting out there for content i will say that that was inspired because i had seen one of my friends do it um and i was like oh my god that is really really cool um yeah that was insane that was like kind of like watching um a harry potter a harry potter like visual come to life in a sense you know what i mean like yeah i tried yeah. to do it with like photos that had like pyro or like co2 in it Fuck yeah. but um yeah, I mean, a lot of it had... It's, that one was because of a friend, but I also like like to shoot with Prism sometimes, depending on the show or like the promo shoot. But I can't always shoot with Prisms, unfortunately. The, what, what is a Prism, if you don't mind? It's, so they can come in different shapes. I have one that's like a long triangular cylinder 
It was like four bucks. Got it off of Amazon. Super cool. Just hold it up to your lens and it just diffracts. I don't know what the word is, but like you can see. Distorts. Yeah, I don't know. Well, not distorts, but it's like something with like the reflection of the light in the prism into your camera. Just like creates these super cool effects. Oh, okay. Um, like it'll look like like there's streaks in the light if you're outside or you can see like something behind you in the photo which is i i don't like when it does that i try to like aim it a certain way i try to get my prism to make it so there's like extra light in the photo so it looks really cool but there's a whole bunch of different ones out there you can get there's ones that look like um uh, monkey knuckles (laughs) which can't really bring into a venue depending on how strict they are security wise Hmm. but just hold you hold those ones up to your camera too they're all they're all things you can hold up to it but it depends on the lens you're using because some of them will not let you use it like a one of my favorite lenses is my sigma 20 millimeter 20 millimeter and the way the uh, lens works is it's a super wide lens same with like my fisheye lens. You can't, you can't do it because when you're holding it up to it, you can see like the prism itself in the photo, which you don't want to do that. Okay. Um, the purpose of it is just just to try to make it look like there's something special in the photo, I guess. Like you gotta you gotta position it certain ways because sometimes the way the prism's shining, it just looks really bad in the photo. Like it might be pointing towards the ground, and you'll see your fo- your feet in the photo, and you don't. <laughs> that <laughs> i mean unless like, that's ah, what you're shit. going for that's fine yeah but... artistic we're being artistic here yeah just trying something new <laughs> do, do you guys like the shoes i was wearing that night like oh my god yeah Got dude from uh sketchers <laughs> i was wearing my brand new chucks i kind of wanted to to have the vibe of punk rock in my pictures i don't know yeah that's what yeah. I was going for. yeah i was intensely going for that sure <laughs> which is funny because sometimes accidents when you're doing your art become you know some of the most creative I've heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's like when I mean, I don't don't know if you'd call it an accident, but there's some I like to shoot with a very high shutter speed. So like my camera will like take photos very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's you need to do that if you're shooting a show, usually because it's like it's very action paced, depending on what you're shooting or who you're shooting. Some bands just stand around and are a little boring to shoot. But (laughs) (laughs) if you got one that's like jumping around, you need a very fast shutter speed. And like some of them, the photos I've taken were like, honestly, kind of accidents because I wasn't trying to shoot them. But it's like I was holding my thing down, my um, my shutter button and just it turned out to be a good photo. But a lot of it's also to do with like the lighting, the timing of the lighting, because I'll try to when I'm like it's hard to explain, but like when you're in the pit, you're trying to like listen to the song at the same time to anticipate what's going to happen with the lights. If it's a show that like has a touring engineer on the tour, but I mean, house venues will also try to do it. Well, they'll try to time the lights to the songs, but it's usually the touring lighting designer that will time the lights. Yeah, for sure. And like, they want that momentum build up for that chorus or for that breakdown. Yeah. Depending on the genre. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you like, you're already, your ears are completely acknowledging what's coming up next. And like, you might be able to get that shot when it hits, if that lighting also comes in at the same time. So it seems like there's like a lot going on, like just through 
yeah, three you songs. Like, super careful with it, because like you, if you miss it by a split millisecond, like if you're trying to get like one of the strobes to be directly behind the guy, if you miss it by a split millisecond, it'll be like off to the side a little bit. It's like no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, Photoshop um, can only do so much, too, with that kind of stuff, so I'm sure. Do you start with Photoshop first or Lightroom first? I honestly don't use Photoshop, really, unless I need to. So I, I usually just do only Lightroom for my editing. And then with your light grid, you start with that first. Like, you'll take that and kind of maneuver um, the contrast with that, that diagonal bar that comes up. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so yeah. will you start with that first? Because that's usually what I do. I start with that and then start getting into the colors that I want to kind of put into perspective. You know, I think the first thing what I'll do is I do the contrast and then I will sharpen it. And then I'll go through the tone curve, which is like that lighting curve. You're that's talking. it. Yeah, the tone that's curve. Yeah. About. I'll mess with that. I'll like drag the very bottom corner. I'll drag it up a little bit so it's like the photo's like a little bit matte. That's if that's how you pronounce it. M A T T E. Mm -hmm. It looks a little bit like flat, kind of. Yeah. But then I'll add extra little dots and I'll drag them down and drag one up because like dragging it down makes it super, um, makes it darker. But dragging it up will make it a little brighter, like the highlights brighter. And then I'll mess with the hues and saturations down at the bottom and like the camera calibration section, which that's really where i get like the different changes in colors is when you mess with that oh, okay well, i mean you could also just use your basic like tint option at the top or like um yeah the tint and hue and whatnot but i try i try to use the hues that are like down all the way at the bottom because you can do so much more with that rather than just messing with the tint which will make it from like green to like purple or pink but yeah, that's usually like my gist of how I go about editing my photos is doing that and sharpening it, obviously. But on a personal eh. level, is it like more easier to control? Is it more easier? Is it easier to control um, shooting from like an outside festival when it's light out, or shooting inside when you know you have the lights and the darkness uh, coming in, like to control? Like, is it is there an easier one to preferably do? Well, in editing, editing, I'd prefer, well, it depends on how I take this question. Editing like a outdoor festival is easy because it's well lit most of the time, but I don't enjoy those photos as much because it's just plain like sunlight in the photos. Mm -hmm. Like I enjoy shooting indoor photos more because it's like there's actually like a legit light show going on most of the time. You can't really do that on an outdoor festival. I mean, self-help yeah. fest did have it a little bit in the background. If you got, if you could like, depending on if you shot wide enough, you could see it in the back or if you were angled correctly. But like, if you go to Warped Tour, there, they didn't have any lights at all. So it's, if you wanted like a good photo on Warped, it'd have to be somewhat unique where it's like, they're doing something cool that not everybody captured. Mm. Or if it's like, or it they have a special guest on, on stage. Or, yeah, it's like a, a rare, guest. yeah, it's a rare special guest occasion. It's like, and like you get that insight that you know that they're going to be on the stage. Like if like Kellen Quinn or Maddie Mullins are doing special guests, like you know they're not doing it every day, but when they do do it, you got to somehow know that they're doing it, or else you know yeah. someone's already going to be there. I mean one 
one thing I'll do with like special guests. I mean, it depends on the tour. So, some like during the first three songs, it might be one of the songs that features the singer of the band that's like opening up for you. And I'll try to like pay attention to the set list of every single tour that I shoot. Cause I want to know like what's going to happen. So it's like, let's say like a data remembers playing a show tomorrow and they've already played like five shows beforehand. I'll go and look at the set list and then I'll try to find a video online of those first three songs that they're playing. But, and, and watch it. Cause it's like, I want to know what to expect. Because it's my way of, like, studying to prepare for a show. Hmm. So it's, like, that's the one thing about, like, getting unique photos is if you, like, know what's going to happen, you know to time your camera or, like, be in this certain spot. Because, um, like, one example, State Champs, they opened, don't remember what song they opened with on their most recent tour, but Derek, their vocalist, will always do this, like, one certain, like, giant kick like in your face like when this song hits and unfortunately my show was the one day he did not do it even though he did it like six other videos during that one song when they first started so i like i had prepared myself and got right in the middle of the pit and was right there for it i was like all right i'm gonna get this i want the shot so bad did not happen it sucks when that happens because you're all prepared for it you could have had a sick picture with the leg kick up you ruined it if that ever gets back (laughs) to him derek i'm letting you know you ruined it like, come on, dude. Like, always do the leg kick. You captured Kevin's leg kick in that launch po- photo, dude. That was incredible. Which one? Uh, Launch, our our vocalist guitar player, his leg was completely up in the air. And Sean wow. was, like, jumped a little bit. But, like, I've never seen his leg lift that high before. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? I was like, she really got He's something great there. I guess so, yeah. But those tight pants, I don't know if that's practice. I think that was just momentum. <laughs> I mean, I definitely would practice something like that at home too. But yeah, that's oh, that. I would be pissed too, because you know, especially the build up. Like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. And it's like, where the fuck did? It, where the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why did like, you do the it? The band has pyro or like CO two, and like it's like some. It's completely out of their control. But sometimes, like the pyro does not go off on time when it's supposed to, or if mm-hmm. like one of the CO two cannons will go off just a slight bit, and the rest go off like they're normal normally supposed to it's like that would have been such a cool photo if that cannon went off properly <laughs> it's like such a shame yeah no it's crazy there's like so many things like you said that can happen in like a split second of time that you're you know you might miss that picture you've been looking for for quite some time like throughout the three songs that you naturally receive when you yeah. go to these venues um do you so you have partnerships with venues like you already got you already have ties with some venues like whoever comes around you're available to do it. Uh, you, Baltimore Soundstage, I'll do it a lot for. That's awesome. That's um, just such a way, great way to like build yourself up as a you know a, with your art in itself, getting yourself out there. Yeah, uh, the Fillmore Silver Spring where I work. I mean, they have a house photographer, but if he's not available they'll hit me up or if I'm not working the show, they'll hit me up mm-hmm. um, or I'll hit them up. We'll be like, Hey, I really want to shoot the show. And I talked yeah. to Abdullah, which is their house photographer. He's like, he's, he's cool. If I shoot instead, um, did that for Beartooth on their most recent tour. Cause he was going to shoot them. I was like, wait, 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 wait. He, he likes shooting like the rap shows. I was like, I love shooting metal shows. You want to like trade? I'll shoot the metal show for you. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and Beartooth puts on a performance so I'm sure you were fucking stoked 
Like Caleb yeah. does a great job of being very interactive entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of metal, so how did you get that opportunity working with Vale and Maya? Because you were in studio with them for quite some time doing their yeah. shots. That's awesome. I was really stoked when I saw that being posted on social media. So long story, pretty much before that had happened, I had been hit up a few years ago by this company that does social media management for some bands. Like they'd hit me up to shoot Crown the Empire and they used a few times. And over the years, I'd shot a whole bunch of shows for them. And they ended up working with Veil of Maya at some point. And they were like, hey, like they're in the studio at Damascus or Bethesda, which is really close to me. Yeah, weren't they with Taylor Larson during that single? Yeah, cool. I mean, when, when I was there, they were doing it with Arnie. I don't know his last name. I think it believes with. I don't remember. It's it's Ernie, and I think it starts with an S. I, okay. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I, don't I can't remember the lyrics at the top of my head either. So when people sing songs, I kind of just like hum the tune in general. Yeah, like, I can't sing. I don't remember the lyrics. They were with you. him that day, but it was in Bethesda, so that was like 25 minutes away from me. And anytime they have like an artist on their um like their lineup that they of, that they work with that comes through my area they'll hook me up i used to travel a lot so it's like whenever i would go to like ohio for shows and pennsylvania if they had any shows there they'd hit me up for there too but i'm like now i've got real jobs so i can't really do that unfortunately <laughs> but i was like Vail of Maya, damn that's like that's cool yeah it's really fucking cool yeah yeah i mean it was it was only for a day but it was it was it was pretty fun we grabbed some food afterwards i don't it was like it was some fancy type of Asian food. It was really cool because hmm. we all sat down at this like very small table, but it wasn't. We weren't sitting on seats. We were like sitting on like pillows. It was really cool. Huh. Yeah, kind of like. But it, it could have been a Japanese restaurant where it's the the authentic like cross your legs and kind of eat. You know mm-hmm. your food. Huh, you had to take your shoes off. Yeah, and there was ramen. I know that. I had unfortunately ate before I came, so I didn't really eat anything. But, you know, brought my camera because that's more behind the scenes stuff. Oh, we got some cool Japanese food. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not like we're going to Taco Bell. No, no. Yeah, that's completely. They live live their life to the fullest, it seems like. So that's good. Um, What what was like your perspective going into that whole uh, gig itself? Like capture their moments with while recording and then also behind the scenes? Or did you already like kind of just like um to like just not wing it but like kind of just say whatever they are interested in having content for like i'll try to work with them like how much like how much of the creativity did you put into working with them or did they want something specific they didn't have anything specific at all i just pretty much i did what i wanted and i i mean i asked them if there was anything specific they wanted and they're just like just do it because i mean when i was in the studio with them it was only um it was only Mark actually doing anything. He was recording the guitar parts, mm-hmm. but the rest of them were chilling on the couch behind me. Um, so it was a lot of like shots of Mark, but I I also did some stuff of like full room stuff with my wide angle lens that could get like everyone in it. So it's like a full studio shot, which was, turned out pretty cool. But it was it was also a good time for me to experiment with my prisms too, because he had really he he had these like lights that. 
it's like Christmas lights, sort of. Yeah, like, he does have that. So, like, the reflection of that in the prism was so gorgeous. I was like, oh my god, this is so nice. Um, yeah, but it was, it's, it was mostly just doing him and then the occasional, like, behind the scenes of, like, them behind me, like, full group. But it's like, you can't do so much when they're just chilling on the couch right for so it's sure. like you try to focus on like the actual recording part but you know they you don't want just photos of that so you try to get everybody included in it yeah for but, sure because it's like a whole process in itself i mean when anything comes to the recording everybody's doing <clears throat> excuse me one track at a time but um and then what do they they use that for content i'm sure for you know the day of the studio like they post that on like all socials, I'm sure, and yeah, some it was on like Instagram, it. whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was mostly for that. It wasn't like it was like for a music video or anything, because it was it was just photos. But it was just stuff to like brag about, and be like, "Hey guys, we're in the studio." Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. New song coming soon. New song cough, coming cough. out. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. It's gonna be fucking lit. Do you ever, yeah. as a personal goal, like want to work for a magazine company, or do you just want to consider staying, um, like independent for your for whatever reason? Do you ever like think about you know, that? For a period of time, I wanted to shoot for Alt Press, mm-hmm. but that kind of like dozed off. Mm-hmm. Rock Sound Music uh, Magazine would be really. I would love to shoot for them. I I don't know why between the two, but just between the two of them, I prefer to shoot for them i've had a few friends who have gone to shoot for them like i would love to too if you guys like need anybody in the future because i know like alt press will have applications online and their website to shoot for them and apparently they don't like ever get back to you i speaking from experience they never got back to me but Mm -hmm. in general it's a general consensus that they won't really respond Hmm. so i mean it's Definitely, I think it's more of if you know somebody related to the magazine, like an editor or a graphic designer, that's how you can get into doing that. But yeah. I don't know anybody there, unfortunately. Yeah, but neither do I. Hopefully, somebody will. <laughs> it's, it's very, this industry is very cutthroat. So, I mean, it's basically like you said earlier in the beginning, like it's all who you know and who that person knows. And it that's not a bad thing. It's just that's how that's how a lot of things work in life like if you know certain jobs i've had in the past like if i didn't know this certain person i wouldn't get that job because they would recommend me and they would use their name as a recommendation to get that job per job and even with you know the music industry as i explained earlier it was just one after the other but i never i never understood um i never understood like if that was always a goal of somebody who was in content creating with his videography or, or photography because you already established yourself as a brand like your brand is already out there in itself and like you get, you know, um, accommodated for your work and but that, that, you know, you collect that income. But then when you, I mean, I guess like maybe working for those other outlets, like those magazine companies might give you more connections in a sense, but I don't know if there's be, if there would be a difference of being involved with that company for said period of time or just doing it independently. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm, I think a lot of, well, the way Alt Press worked is most of their photos they got for like the posters and whatnot were like one-time things. Like they weren't people that were regularly, regularly hired to okay. shoot. Because I did have a friend who had a photo in it a few times, and she didn't shoot for them. She just shot, and they were like, "Hey, we loved your photo. Can we put it in the magazine?" 
but I mean, I know some photographers have it as a goal to be able to shoot for magazine, but honestly, I just think mine is just to be able to go out on a bigger tour and like work with bigger bands than I do. Yep. Like my biggest like tour was Warp Tour, which unfortunately ended early, mm. but I'm hoping to get like way out there some bigger names which would be really cool because most of my tours are like these local bands which i i mean i love shooting them but mm-hmm. it's like i want to be way up there next, next like, level well your experience bigger venues yeah bigger bands huge crowds no i totally yeah. i mean that's everybody's goal i mean does a local band want to play in the local scene for their entire career no they want to be successful they want their music their fans to sing their music back to their face but i mean so that's you know pretty self-explanatory but the fact is your experiences are there like your resume is definitely built up for everything that you've you know achieved over the you know the years that you've been doing this so i wouldn't see why not of you doing that full time with a band and such like i just always kind of thought of it like being that's like that's like bands saying do i want to sign to a label or do i want to stay independent in a way and that always that honestly depends on the record contract with what you're you know being um offered However, sometimes it's better to not be signed to a label and start doing it from scratch. Like, I mean, this is a huge example. I mean, pretty obvious, but I mean, Post Malone, if he didn't sign to I mean, he didn't sign to a label and look what he's doing right now. I mean, he's got all the freedom in the world. So, I mean, if he did sign to a label, maybe he has restrictions. Maybe some some of the A&Rs have, per se, opinions on what that goes into their music. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if I personally if i was like in a band i'd just be worried about like all those restrictions and then being super controlling of what you guys are gonna do next week oh we're gonna put this out we're gonna put that out you're not gonna do that it's like well we love this song but we don't when it's like okay well gotta do what the label says it's like that's what would scare me is like dealing with that if i was like in a band you just have to be careful because um, so there are contracts that are like that. Like when we signed a deal with CI Records, like it was very, it was very simplistic. It was basically he even said it from the beginning. He's like, I want you guys to take advantage of what we can work together with, you know, marketing and getting yourself out there and you know, getting you know, using this as a stepping stone to take you onto a bigger direction within the future. And the contract was like very self-explanatory like no restrictions we have freedom to do whatever we want wherever we want to record um but i have seen other contracts that weren't for me or for the music that i was in but for other artists and they were a little scary the wording was kind of like swapped around a little bit to you know um i guess take advantage of the opportunity if it ever arose with something that would favor the label over the artist but yeah it you just gotta be careful and definitely let a lawyer take and read over um what you're doing even if you got signed to a magazine company if they do do that i don't know if they do that but like if you got worked with a magazine company and they wanted you to you know go move forward with a contract like the best thing to do is just take it to a lawyer for sure and see what that's about speaking of contracts there actually are like press release forms like con- contracts you have to sign when you're su- shooting certain artists really green day yeah green day had one um pretty much any like huge name usually has ones and it's it's a big issue with photographers nowadays like i'm in a few different music industry photographer facebook groups and they'll post them and be like what are your opinions on this one and like how messed up is this one it's like usually the general 
like thing that happens on these is it's hey we have all rights to your photos even though you took the photos if we want to sell these photos we can and you're not going to get any of it um you can't post the photos online only if you can only post it if we approve of the photos or whatnot it's it's very controlling so it's like i try to stay away from shooting shows that have those types of like contracts because i'm like I took these photos. I have the right to do what I want with them. Right. So it's, it it's, sounds they're like, very messed up. yeah, it sounds like you're just getting paid to do the job and that's it. And then you're, if you're getting paid because a lot of photography what? gigs, you're not getting paid. That's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like there's yeah, no way I wouldn't take a gig. Most of them are, well, not necessarily a magazine, but most music publications like online are not paying you, which sucks. But what does that even do for your brand, especially if they're not going to promote you as the photographer taking the picture? Like, what does that even do for the brand? Like, nothing really. Like, what are you really getting out of it until like you plead and beg and you ask very nicely to use the pictures that they took that they're publicizing for yeah. you know, what they're using it for? Get the fuck out of here. That's insane. I would never. I would never. I mean, some people. I don't know. It depends on the situation, the context. But I don't know. I would definitely not do something like that if that was me, for sure. It really depends on the extent of the contract. Like some of them are okay, but most of the ones I've seen, people are always complaining about them. And I'll read it. And I'm like, oh my god, that is messed up. Like, I, yeah, I, seriously, I can't do it. Like, I purposely stay away from doing that. That's one of the reasons why. I mean, I didn't get approved for it, but if I did, and then I saw the contract for Green Day, I probably been like, just kidding. I'm not gonna shoot, even though I got approved, because it's like. These photos are mine. Yeah, dude. those are your babies. <laughs> I, want. I mean, it makes sense if they're like, well, this is a general rule for, for most shows. You can't sell your photos unless you reach out to the publicist of the band and be like, hey, do you mind if I sell prints of this photo? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. But you're limited to like 50 copies of the photo. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. That's one thing with like selling prints of concerts is you can't just put photo print up for sale you have to reach out to the band first or else you'll most likely get in legal trouble if you do that's very so understandable about it. that's very understandable what if you work with them in a way where you could say hey like if this is something that you guys like maybe you can do a limited run where if you sell the copy signed through merch bundles like i'll get a cut from it have you ever tried pitching that or has that ever been done before i haven't done it i'm sure there's photographers who have done it and I know there's ones who have done it where, where it wasn't with approval. <laughs> and it went to like court. Because like the photographers were like, dude, we didn't give you permission to do this. And if you're doing it and you're not paying us, that's like, that's messed up. Yeah, that's really messed up. You're making money off of that photo. Which, I mean, yeah, like I said with like, the Circus Survive guitar tap book, I didn't, I didn't make any money off of it. But I w- I'm still... At that point, I was still like getting started, so I was like, I really don't care about getting money off of it. I just wanted right. my free copy, and just getting to see that people were buying it was like, that's so cool. It's like it's in a guitar tab book. It's like it's being sold all across the world. But, I think what's also cool is that you're saying like when you first started out, like that's insane to be first starting out and having. I your... mean, it wasn't like how many years you think that far back it was right. more so the pretty i'm pretty sure it was 2017 and my first photo pass show was 2016 so i mean it was fairly new but it wasn't 
new new. Nah, you know you're, what not, I'm... Nah, <laughs> you're doing something right. I, I don't know. I think I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think you're doing something right. Because like that, that's pretty early on to get something that pretty significant. They're a very well-established band and they have really great taste uh, in anything that they do because they're so like they're so out there with their vibe and like the art that they come up with for albums and such so um yeah no that's pretty cool that you're on that that happened and you're basically like i don't know there's just a lot more to go you know with your art into the near future um in general so that's pretty cool um well what personally have you been doing with your art in itself since the pandemic has kind of you know put things on the back burner with the music industry like, how are you going about, like, keeping fresh and, you know? You know, I I mean, I haven't been able to shoot anything, obviously. But, I mean, every now and then I'll go back to, like, my photos that I either did edit and I just didn't like how I edited. Or I'll go back to, like, unedited photos and revisit them and be like, yo, I should have edited this one. Like, Warp Tour, you know, I was on the tour and I didn't edit 90% of the photos because they weren't the band that I was on tour with. Mm-hmm. I just had the photos. So, it's like, I've been revisiting that stuff trying to like keep stay fresh but i mean i will say i have kind of taken a little bit of a break since warped Mm -hmm. because it's unfortunate so it's like it kind of it killed my vibe i was like you know i don't want to do this anymore but it's like then i was like you know i do i still want to keep doing this but it's like i i don't know i was just in a little bit of a rut for a while Mm -hmm. and then I got back into doing doing it with shooting like Beartooth and a few other shows last year and earlier this year. And then COVID hit. And I was like, I was just getting back into shooting shows again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I can't do it. But I mean, I've been debating on hitting up like that production company I was talking about earlier that's doing the live streams of shows. Be like, hey, I would love to like go back and shoot some shows for you guys. And I know this isn't like a legit full-on crowd happening here but i'd love to take some live shots of it for you like that's that's another thing you can always suggest doing when you're trying to like start out with like doing music photography this you can hit up production companies and if they like your work enough or you like take test shots for them they'll let you they'll have you shoot for them but i mean their focus isn't the show itself well it is kind of but it's like it's not the focus of the artist it's the focus of the gear that's at the show so it's like you're definitely more so focusing on like the stage monitors and the back line and the microphone and whatnot. So it's like a different approach, but you're still getting to shoot shows. So, I mean, that's another way to get into it. But I do think when you're if you're trying to get into that stuff, I do think you might need a little bit of experience with shooting shows beforehand. But it really all depends on how lenient they are. Maybe they like your work enough that even if you haven't shot shows before, they're like, yo, you should try shooting shows. Like, we'll be glad to have you join the team or whatnot. But I I definitely, I will say, I was not expecting to be working for a production company at one point. Just um, my ex had was working for them. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because they had this festival, or they were they put on this festival, and they had hired somebody for it. And apparently the photos were god-awful. Like, really god-awful. And apparently um, they had charged them an insane amount of money. And my oof, boyfriend kept... That's my ex at the time. was like, he kept, like, raving about how much Ashley, their social media girl, was, like, commenting on how bad the photos were and they were really upset about it. And I was like, you know what? 
sounds like they uh, need another photographer. <laughs> <laughs> you like the cue the music, like the lights start to shine. You're like setting up to like go in and start taking photos. It's yeah, like I have a tiger. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I literally just I I emailed her and I was like, yo, like, hey, I heard you guys might want like more photos of like different stuff or a new photographer whatever and she's like yeah we'd love to like have you come shoot for a show and it's like the first show that i shot for them was mc hammer (laughs) no way that's tight yeah (laughs) that's so tight (laughs) it was pretty it was pretty cool oh it was mc hammer and stir mix a lot so let's see it's like you got you got the whole big butts don't lie and whatnot (laughs) all right i like big butts i cannot lie yeah it was it was kind of cool but it's it was. I'm thankful to have started working with them because they've given me some opportunities that I probably would not have shot beforehand. Like I never, never would have shot MC Hammer one because I don't really listen to, like rap and whatnot or yeah, that type of music. Mm-hmm. But he's also like a huge artist, and I would I never would have shot the Polar Bear Plunge or like all these galas that they've had me come shoot for them, like corporate events. So it's like it's. You're getting, you're putting yourself into a new world. Like it's not necessarily just shows, but it's also like corporate stuff, which it might not be as fun, but it's you're reaching out, you're branching out, is what I'm. Yeah, and then the networking comes into play, and then the experience on top of that of like trying to be creative in something that is very uh, dry, you know, for something that content. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's very dry. So it was, it really depended on the corporate event. But their gala was awesome because it's, I mean, it wasn't fun. I will say that. But <laughs> the atmosphere of the room, like, one, the decorations, and two, like, the lighting because of the production team was insane in there. Like, it was very well lit, and there was, like, nice blue and red and purple colors, like, all combined in white. I was like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. And, like, shooting it, I was like, oh, my God. It's, like, my favorite colors other than red. It's like edit is like purple and blue and white. So it's like having that all combined in one. I was like, this is so gorgeous. (laughs) That's so cool. And like, and you know, I think more opportunities will definitely come in, you know, over time. It's just right now we have to wait a little bit um, until the music industry resumes. Unfortunately, Um, maybe, maybe, maybe somebody in your local scene will do drive-in shows. I'm not sure, but you never know. You never know. We got to find another way of getting ourselves out there with this industry to like resume in a sense. So, yeah. What well, I mean, it would be weird shooting a drive-in show cuz it's like I love doing crowd shots. Like that's one of my favorite things that I know a lot of photographers don't do crowd shots, which is why I like doing it cuz it's like sure, like the artist is cool and whatnot, but it's like you got to like capture the moments of like the whole entire crowd like freaking out at some point or like all their hands up or like cheering oh, or man. crowd surfing yeah it's like and so it's like you can see that like the energy in the room yeah your windshield wipers and your headlights are not going to do enough justice for that kind of <laughs> that yeah. kind of uh, excitement no that's crazy um but there's there's so dude there's so much that there's so much potential and there's a lot of um hopefully opportunities in the near future that i would love to see you get a hold of because um obviously you're one of the few professionals out there that take into very strict consideration of you know forming this art um and coming from the person who would need that content in general whether it was local or big like 
I truly appreciate it. And hopefully like somebody that is aspiring to like be in that position that you are in right now, like maybe they can take something from this and definitely, you know, take advantage of, you know, your experience in itself, which would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, really my advice for anybody trying to reach out is just don't be afraid to just start going out to local shows and just bring in your camera. As long as it's like, like I said earlier, as long as it's a place that's cool with you bringing a camera in without a photo pass, just do it. It might not be a fun shoot and it might not be the music you like, but <laughs> you're getting out there, you're shooting a show and it's your perfect way to network. Cause you can literally go up to the band afterwards and be like, Hey, I took photos. You want to, if you want, I'll send them to you. If you take my business card or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And 90% of the time the band will say, yes, please. Um, yeah. I mean that and just, don't be afraid to be different too. Cause I know a lot of people like to make their photos be a similar style to other photographers. And it's just, I, there's no judgment here. You can do that if you want, but I just, I try to be different. Like I want to be different with my photos. It's like, you see the same thing over and over. It's like these Brown tinted photos and like fall colors. And it's like, you, I just want my pictures to pop. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you've just got to find, find something that would make you unique but yeah networking is definitely the biggest thing you got to do is if you want to start out you got to go to shows and let the bands know after their sets that you shot them because that will get you that will get you far but if you're also i mean if you have a little bit of experience doing it and you want to be shooting bigger shows you have to shoot for a publication to get approved for the shows and what you can do is you can, if you find music publication online or something, you can hit them up and be like, Hey, are you guys looking for any photographers for any galleries or like writers and photographers? And most of them usually are looking for people. So if you get lucky and you find one that, that usually is your, uh, your key to getting into the bigger shows, but you also got to have a portfolio built up first. So, I mean, definitely have to be going to these local shows first in the first place. Because I don't know if, like, you know in the terms, like, what I mean by portfolio, but it's, like, a whole bunch of examples of your work. It's, like, your best work is what their publicists are looking for when you're reaching out to uh, request a photo pass. They want to see what your photos look like because they don't want just, like, some random, like, iPhone photos. Apparently, some publicists don't take a look at it. With how many camera like phones I've seen in photo pits, but I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, most of them do, and they're they pay attention to like who you're shooting for. So, yeah, you you gotta have a publication if you're trying to shoot for a bigger show, because ninety percent of the time they will not approve you. But it it really depends on who it is. But they want or trying more, but... venues too. Yeah, sometimes venues are looking for a house photographer for the show. Do they expect it to be in like a timeline format where it's like from set date of beginning up until present day? Is that something that you would suggest? What do you for mean? For your portfolio. So like when you send oh. out your portfolio, would you would you suggest like doing a timeline? Is that something that they preferably look for? No, I mean, I personally, my portfolio is just my my best photos of all time. Okay. Or like my favorite ones. I don't have like a timeline of how I've how I improved because honestly I don't think they really care about that some of them might do but they really just want to see 
like your best work so they don't have to like look keep scrolling and whatnot they just want to see good examples and then done like yep, oh my god exactly. that's good so yeah. you just gotta keep it short and sweet it's like a resume pretty much it your por- portfolio is your resume if you're a photographer mm-hmm. but i mean it also depends on like what type of photographer but yeah for concert photography your portfolio is definitely important so yeah no that is really important and, I'm, and hopefully like that is something that people would start taking more into consideration when they want to get down to the field of the professionalism behind everything um which is fucking cool but on on, on a on a on a high note thank you so much for joining this i mean it was a pleasure like catching up with you again um like i i can't wait to see what you're doing next um i was super stoked for the veil i was just a lot of super i was pretty stoked for a lot of the stuff that was being retweeted and you know now that i know that you're in one of their um one of their books for circa like it's just <laughs> it's just cool dude like it just makes sense like i'm i'm not surprised you know what i mean like thank you yeah I it's really it. fucking cool um but uh yeah hopefully you know when everything resumes maybe we'll see each other in the near future like whether it's at a concert or i mean if i was definitely local in the area i'd hit you up for a local photographer but um i did it's, pre- it's pretty far out i think we're like about 45 minutes to an hour away i'm pretty sure because i'm in philadelphia pennsylvania and i don't know how far that oh my is God. But, yeah. philadelphia is not i will tell you one thing is not 45 minutes away. okay <laughs> <laughs> that is like an hour and a half to two hours oh yeah yeah and i'm thinking of baltimore because i yeah and i drove to baltimore once and it was roughly like an hour 45 minutes to an hour because i was already in the city so i think it was an yeah. hour and 15 minutes to get into baltimore so yeah no so i wouldn't do that to you that's kind of messed up but no i i sincerely appreciate you joining the uh the podcast and well i look forward to um you know catching up in the near future sometime soon so yeah of course i enjoyed being on it so <laughs> got to talk about photography and other stuff yeah and other <laughs> stuff <laughs> Quarantine, love it yeah don't don't we all thank you so much dude i appreciate it